Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. Today, we're going to find out if goldfish can concentrate longer than humans. In a recent episode of the television series Ted Lasso, Coach Lasso recommended to one of his players who made a mistake that he be a goldfish because goldfish have such a short attention span. Recent studies indicate that goldfish now have longer attention spans than humans. In light of this information, here are two quotes worth considering. The first is by Epictetus. When you let your attention slide a bit, don't think you will get back a grip on whatever you wish. Instead, bear in mind that because of today's mistake, everything that follows will be necessarily worse. Is it possible to be free of error? Not by any means, but it is possible to be a person always stretching to avoid error. For we must be content to at least escape a few mistakes by never letting our attention slide. The second quote is by Herbert Simon. What information consumes is the attention of its recipients. Hence, a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. So this information brought me to my personal dilemma. Could I still concentrate? When I began studies for my CRPC, the Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor designation, I set an ambitious goal of three hours of concentrated study each day for six days each week until the successful completion of the designation course. After successfully graduating from high school, college, in four years of postgraduate dental school, I felt pretty confident in my ability to maintain focus for prolonged periods. I was self-assured that my attention span was excellent, but I was moderately concerned that I had not engaged in any extended period of focused study for over 40 years. My concerns were quickly realized by the end of my second study day when I realized that I was retaining very little of the study material. After a period of self-doubt, self-reflection, and a serious pep talk, I resumed my studies. I didn't want to fail. Neither did I want to spend a considerable amount of time and money in an aborted attempt to become a chartered retirement planning counselor. It was then that I realized that my ability to focus was not lost, but my study skills had been underutilized for many years. My brain and focus were unpracticed for this type of endeavor and would need to be retrained. The story does have a happy ending in the fact that I completed the coursework for the CRPC designation and passed the final exam with an excellent test score. My recent studies for the CRPC exam prompted research on attention span and focus. Initial internet searches reveal the following information. A recent Microsoft study concluded that human attention span has dropped to 8 seconds, shrinking nearly 25% in just a few years. The study went on to state that the current average human attention span is less than the average attention span of a goldfish. Hey, I know from experience that it's hard to outstare a goldfish, but are attention spans truly declining? A recent article by Similar Web for Design Information World seems to confirm this finding. The data suggests that the average amount of time spent on websites before navigating away for all devices has gone down by 49 seconds, 
which is a pretty huge reduction, all things considered. This is important data because this will have a large impact on the kind of content that is being produced, and it will also incentivize websites to start adapting their designs and user interfaces to capitalize on what they now know. It's important to note that desktop browsing is still going strong. It's just mobile browsing times that are dropping, which is causing a change in the statistics. There are dozens of articles on the web that repeat the same information about decreased attention span and lack of focus. All of these articles are based on a 2014 Microsoft study of 2,000 Canadians. The survey and games were designed to assess consumers' attention capacities. They also included a range of metrics on digital lifestyles that academic evidence suggests could have an impact on attention and broader cognitive functioning. The survey indicated that 44% of Canadians really have to concentrate hard to stay focused on tasks, while 45% get sidetracked from what they're doing by unrelated thoughts or daydreams, and 37% don't make the best use of their time, so sometimes they have to work late or on weekends. The survey also found that the ability to remain focused on a single task is most correlated with the volume of media consumption, social media usage, multi-screening behavior, and the adoption of technology. The survey also indicated that males have a slightly better attention span than females by a 33 to 31 percent margin. And a surprise finding was that as people age, their attention span actually increases. But the bottom line is that this was a study and not the result of a verified, empirical, double-blind scientific research project. So things may not be quite that bad. And how does this affect retirement planning? The results of the information presented are concerning because preparation for a successful retirement involves years of concentrated effort and planning. This podcast will consider only the financial aspects of long-term planning and focus while leaving mindset and purpose considerations for another post. In previous podcasts, saving for retirement, opportunity cost, and the time value of money, and investments in compound interest, the value of time and focus on planning were discussed. Investments that are focused, maintained, and monitored over extended periods of time perform best. What are some common investing errors concerned with short attention spans? Selling investments when the market is low and buying when the market is high instead of the opposite. Even though it's counterintuitive, the best time to buy stocks is when the market is in a downtrend. When a portfolio is rebalanced, better performing investments are sold and the poorer performing investments are bought. Another common error is excessive trading. Jumping in and out of the market, excessive trading of investments, or moving positions is normally counterproductive. Research indicates that buy and hold investors have better returns than investors who try to time the market. Buying stocks when they think the market is low and selling when they think the market is high. Another common error is going all cash and waiting for an upturn in the market cycle. One of the best ways to lose ground in the market is by abandoning positions and moving investments into cash while waiting for better market conditions. No one truly knows when there's a market bottom or a market peak. The best strategy is to remain invested 
and allow the market to work for you over long periods. Investors who stay invested for long periods are rewarded with a better market return. Another example is a lack of clear and precise investment goals. The podcast, Having a Plan, discussed the importance of having a clear and precise one-year, three-year, five-year, ten-year, and twenty-year goals. You can't get to your destination if you don't know where you're going. Focusing on the wrong performance is another common error. Purchasing the wrong kinds of investments, purchasing at the wrong time, and purchasing in the wrong amounts will all have adverse long-term effects on returns. Most long-term investors have the best results with periodic investing in index mutual funds or ETFs. Having unrealistic expectations is another common error. Like compound interest, investments are most productive when allowed to grow for extended periods. Investors who expect continual above-average returns will be disappointed. Short-term returns are subject to large swings from very high to very low returns. It's only after 10-year or greater periods that returns even out and provide investors with the best return. Not controlling emotions is another common error. Lack of focus on controlling emotions usually results in making the worst investment decisions at the worst time. One of the best functions of financial advisors is preventing investor clients from making poor choices during periods of stressful market conditions. Not focusing on inflation. Investors need to always be aware of the difference between real return and nominal return. What matters to investors is the real or true return. Annual inflation eats away at total returns generated from their investments. Return evaluations and projections should consider investment returns that are inflation-adjusted. Not starting an investment program early is probably the worst offender. The three big problems here are procrastination, not starting an investment program, or not starting an investment program early, which allows the greatest effects of compounding. A precise, well-thought-out investment plan that is started early in life, funded periodically, rebalanced, maintained, and allowed to grow without excessive portfolio changes in trading is the cornerstone of a successful financial retirement plan. Properly implemented, an investor will retire with a large and well-funded retirement account. And here's some final thoughts. Successful investing for retirement requires dedication and sustained attention for a long period of years. Sustained attention span actually increases with age. A successful retirement plan must be well thought out, implemented early in life, and monitored throughout the investing period. But most importantly, most people can concentrate longer than a goldfish, just not by a long period. In the next podcast, we'll tackle sequence of returns risk. As always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources 
and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.